Yes, even after just one year with Kyle Shanahan in San Francisco, soon to be offensive coordinator for the New Orleans Saints, Clint Kubiak can bring the Shanahan system to the Big Easy because he won't have to do it alone. We got all that and a little bit of land yet for you on today's episode of Locked on Saints. You are Locked on Saints, your daily New Orleans Saints podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is good, Houdet Nation and Houdet family? I'm your host, Ross Jackson, New Orleans native, your New Orleans Saints expert and credentialed member of the media covering those New Orleans Saints as a senior writer and reporter over at Saints News Network. And on today's episode of Locked on Saints, we're going to be taking a look at the vacancies at running back coach and wide receiver coach, how the Saints already have a top candidate on the offensive line coach vacancy, and We're going to answer the question whether or not Clint Kubiak can indeed bring that Kyle Shanahan system to New Orleans, even with one year, just one year working with Kyle Shanahan. I'll explain to you why the answer to that is yes. We appreciate you as always for being an everydayer here on the Locked on Saints podcast and for making us your first listen of the day every day here on Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode of Locked on Saints brought to you by friends over at LinkedIn Jobs. They want to help you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. So post your job for free today at LinkedIn.com slash Locked on NFL. That's LinkedIn.com slash Locked on NFL. Post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right. Yes. Yes. The answer is yes. I've been getting this question a ton. Can Clint Kubiak, after just one year with Kyle Shanahan and the San Francisco 49ers, actually bring that Shanahan system to New Orleans? The answer is unequivocally yes. Let's discuss why. So the first thing that I'll say is kind of the obvious statement, right? It's better to hire somebody that's done it for one year than to hire somebody that's done it for zero years, right? So if you're going to swing here, you might as well swing with somebody that has that coaching prowess under their belt. Now, everything that we've heard so far is that Clint Kubiak was identified as maybe not the lone candidate, or the number one candidate, uh, or, or well, let me not say it that way. It, it wasn't a situation where it was like, okay, it's either Clint Kubiak or you go back to Pete Carmichael, right? But he was obviously their top candidate from the very beginning. That's probably more appropriate. So that tells you that that's the system that they wanted. Remember, they interviewed guys from the Frank Reich system uh, with a guy like Gerard Johnson from the Sean McVay system, a guy like Zach Robinson. Then they went and made sure, I mean, Clint Kubiak was one of the first names that you saw along with Brian, uh, uh, Brian Greasy, the uh, former or the, the quarterback coach over there in San Francisco and the former NFL coach of 10 years or NFL quarterback of 10 years. Um, those guys were at the top of the list in terms of those early interviews. So the Saints identified early that Clint Kubiak was a guy that they wanted to go to. So clearly they want that Kyle Shanahan system or something of that ilk, whether it be the Shanahan system, the McVay system, some type of wide zone into today's NFL type of system, uh, you know, creative use of motion, uh, frequent use of motion, 37.7% last year for the San Francisco 49ers as compared to 14.3%, one of the lowest in the NFL by the New Orleans Saints, so on, so forth. So the big question that I continue to get is, can he actually do it? Can he actually do it in one year? And so I will say that having one year of experience is better than having zero years of experience. And the Saints are doing what they can do here to get that system or update their offensive system. The other thing is that you can kind of see a comparison slightly, okay? Slightly. So Matt LaFleur, 
back in 2015 and 2016 was with Kyle Shanahan in Atlanta. Now, Matt LaFleur at that time was the quarterback coach. Kyle Shanahan was the offensive coordinator, not the head coach, but it was still his system under Dan Quinn, defensive head coach. Kyle Shanahan did everything on the offensive side. Now, I think that we could say safely that the Kyle Shanahan offense of 2015, although it was a good passing offense, didn't really start to make its strides in the run game until 2016 when it was a top five producing, top three in the passing game, top five in the run game offense in 2016. Right after 2016, Matt LaFleur bounced, and then he went to a couple of other systems, and then eventually ended up with the Tennessee Titans, and then getting hired as the head coach over with the Green Bay Packers. Now, you never hear Matt LaFleur noted as, ah, yes, the man from the Tennessee Titans offense, or the guy from the blah, blah, blah offense. It's always he's part of the Shanahan tree, right? And it was really one successful year of the full-on Shanahan offensive experience in, in Atlanta, which led to the Second greatest Super Bowl of all time, I think we can all say, that Super Bowl appearance back in 2016. Anyone remember that one? Something about a 25-point lead? I don't know. I, I blew it. <laughs> Who would have thunk? But so you have him as an example. Now, he has been in Green Bay, and has he you know, won six rings, and has he done? No. But clearly, that's a system that has worked, and it helped that he had Aaron Rodgers. Don't get me wrong, but now you see what he's doing even with a guy like Jordan Love, right? So you can see that it doesn't take long for you, especially when you have previous experience in the NFL, like Clint Kubiak does, offensive coordinator for the Minnesota Vikings. I spent some time working as well as the, what was it, run game coordinator, pass game coordinator, as well as like quarterback coach for the uh, Denver Broncos, did some play calling there as well. So he's got a plethora of experience. And don't forget that like hiring Clint Kubiak isn't just about getting the Kyle Shanahan system. That's the most exciting part, but it's also a guy that spent Time with his dad, Gary Kubiak, developing offenses, and Gary Kubiak has developed successful offenses in the NFL as well. Are they up-to-date offenses? No. Uh, but how to whittle down your playbook, how to stick, how to play the songs that you know, all of those things kind of come from that Gary Kubiak uh, approach of six or seven or 12, half a dozen to a dozen plays that you know really, really well and that you just sequence. Then you add in the ability to simplify an offense and make it digestible and understandable you combine that with the ability to make an offense very complex, a little bit overwhelming, find a middle road, bring both of those systems to New Orleans. That's a big piece of it as well. Now, the other thing that I'll mention is that he won't have to do it alone. There are several different assistants that could potentially travel with Clint Kubiak, those from San Francisco, also those that have kind of departed and, and been away for a little while. James Craig, the offensive line, one of the assistant offensive line coaches, uh, Joe Graves, an assistant offensive line coach. Um, in San Francisco has also gotten experience as a running backs coach. Leonard Hankerson, the wide receiver coach over in San Francisco. Bobby Turner, a guy that's got running back coach experience and is the co-running back coach or assistant running back coach along with Anthony Lynn. Anthony Lynn himself, it would be a long shot, but he's a guy that could travel to. All of these guys or some of those guys could travel with Clint Kubiak to New Orleans. And then it's not just Clint Kubiak bringing the Shanahan system. It's a group of 49ers staffers or people with experience in the Shanahan system, even if they're not coming directly from San Francisco this offseason. They could be coming elsewhere and have ties to that same system through Kevin O'Connell or Mike LaFleur or Matt LaFleur in New York, something that we're going to get to here in just a little bit when we talk about offensive line top candidate, because that's exactly one of those situations, as well as, of course, people that have been with that 2015-16 uh, Atlanta Falcons offense, right? So Lots of different opportunities for you to continue to bring people here with you that will help you install that system so that you don't have to do it 
alone. The other thing that I've seen are a lot of sentiments that are saying it won't matter because Dennis Allen is still the head coach. And listen, I understand the caution. I understand a little bit of the skepticism there, but Dennis Allen's not going to have anything to do with the offense. He's a master defensive play caller. That's what he's going to be worried about. Kubiak's coming in to redesign, build, and effectively have autonomy over this offense. Now, there will be some game situations and stuff like that where you know those decisions will have to be made, but those haven't cost the Saints games. And when they have, it's been few and far between lobbing a challenge flag as opposed to throwing a challenge flag, things like that. But did that cost them the game? No. Other issues, particularly, particularly those of the offensive system, you lost those games. And so you're fixing that part. So even if this doesn't work as well, I will say this, even if it doesn't work, it's good to see the Saints taking a swing at bringing in a new offense, closing the book on the Sean Payton days, moving on from that, because you can't come back from here. You're not going to retread your way back to the Sean Payton offense unless you're retreading eventually your way back to Sean Payton himself, which is a different story than asking Pete Carmichael to carry on the legacy of Sean Payton and things like that. So if nothing else, even if this doesn't work, it's still a good sign to see the Saints saying, okay, closing the door on what was and moving ahead instead with an eye on what can be that should be exciting for you as a Saints fan. So can Clint Kubiak bring this offense or that offense to this offense? Yes, he absolutely can because he's got the experience in it and he won't have to do it alone. Coming up next, I'm gonna give you an example of one of the key guys that he could potentially bring here to New Orleans. Somebody that Luke Johnson over at NOLA.com is reporting is already a top candidate for the New Orleans Saints open offensive line coaching spot. We got that coming up for you as we continue on with today's episode of Locked on Saints, part of Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode of Locked on Saints is brought to you by your friends over at LinkedIn Jobs. When you're hiring, especially as a small business, you want to make sure you're finding the quality professionals that can turn into the right hires for your role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs isn't just some other job board. You know that. You've probably used it looking for work. But don't forget, you can also use it when you're trying to offer jobs and find the right candidates to add to your small business. They've got a vast network of over a billion B-I-L-L-I-O-N professionals, which makes it the best place to hire, especially because it gives you access to different professionals that you're not going to find anywhere else. Hiring is easy when you have so many candidates. In fact, it's so easy that 86% of small businesses get qualified candidates within the first 24 hours of posting their job. LinkedIn knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and that might not all have the time and resources to hire, so they're helping make it easy for you. Post your job for free today at linkedin.com. So select NFL. That's linkedin.com. So select NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Today's episode of Locked on Saints also brought to you by our friends over at FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, wants to wish you and everybody who celebrates a happy Super Bowl season because, yes, it is that time. And if you're like me, your favorite spot and your favorite idea of your Super Bowl Sunday is all about finding the best spot on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks, and, of course, placing some of those super bets. You think either Brock Purdy or Patrick Mahomes is going to catch one of their own passes like Lamar Jackson did back in the AFC Championship game? Yeah, you can bet on that. You want to see if whether or not or you believe that maybe uh, one of those guys is going to set the all-time Super Bowl passing yards record by topping 506 passing yards? You can bet on that as well and get some pretty nice odds on it as well, as well as many, many more things that are super fun. You know what it is. It's betting Christmas over at the Super Bowl when it comes to FanDuel. New customers, join today and you're going to get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more 
win. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on today to get started. It's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL. All right, family, the New Orleans Saints, according to NOLA.com's Luke Johnson, already have a top candidate to fill their offensive line coaching position, and it could be a very, very good hire for Clint Kubiak and the Saints offense. Appreciate you, as always, making Locked on Saints your first listen of the day every day. Don't forget to go and check out that Locked on Sports 24-7 national sports stream, the first of its kind on YouTube. You can subscribe to Locked on Sports today on YouTube today. So. According to, and per, our friend Luke Johnson from over at NOLA.com, the New Orleans Saints have already started to zero in on a potential top candidate for the New Orleans Saints offensive line coaching job. In case you missed it, the Saints have moved on from offensive line coach Doug Marone, a pretty good indicator that you're not going to see Clint Kubiak kind of like turn heel the way that Ben Johnson did, the way that we've seen Cliff Kingsbury do now as well. Ben Johnson seems like there was maybe a little bit more, you know, to that story, but we've seen guys like Cliff Kingsbury and Josh McDaniels do this multiple times. You didn't want to see this happen. And it's always a scary thing when you get the notification and you get the news that like, Hey, this team's hiring an offensive coordinator, but it can't be made official until after the Super Bowl. Well, when you see that, but then you also see additional moves being made, you see top candidates emerging that have immediate connections to that very person that's supposed to take that offensive coordinator role so far, so good in terms of the warning signs or the green flags in this case around Clint Kubiak. The guy that they believe uh, could be a top candidate for them is John Benton. Now, John Benton has worked with Clint Kubiak's father, Gary Kubiak, worked with him for eight years over in Houston, spent some time with Kyle Shanahan as well. Remember, Kyle Shanahan was an OC in Houston as well for two years. Then he ended up bouncing around, going over to Atlanta, going over to other spots. Well, eventually he, John Benton, and Kyle Shanahan met back up over in the Bay uh, when it came to the San Francisco 49ers, spent a few years together there before uh, John Benton followed Mike LaFleur, Matt LaFleur's brother, Mike LaFleur, over to the New York Giants for a year in 2022 when Mike LaFleur was hired as the offensive coordinator in New York. So he's effectively spent seven years working in the Kyle Shanahan offense, either immediately with Kyle Shanahan or the New York Jets attempt at it with Mike LaFleur over in uh, over with the Jets and also has eight years of experience with Gary Kubiak as well. So again, those are the two systems that you expect to see Clint Kubiak kind of blend and bring here to New Orleans. John Benton, as an offensive line coach, would have experience in both. Now, because of that, it makes him a prime candidate. You can absolutely understand this. Now, he wasn't in the NFL last year after the New York Jets moved on from Mike LaFleur. They also moved on from John Benton, who traveled there with him. So what has John Benton done over the course of his career? Well, he's got several top 10 and top five finishes when it comes to least sacks allowed. However, he's also got several top five and top 10 finishes in most sacks allowed with the offensive line. The good trend here, though, is that a lot of those top 10, top five on the wrong side of the conversation, most sacks allowed are usually in the early years when he first showed up, continuing the trend of the team already allowing a ton of sacks, not a new trend when he gets there. And then as he's redeveloped the offensive lines and the offense, then sack numbers have come down. We saw that in Houston. We saw that in San Francisco as well. Now, 
The other thing to look at is that he was also a guy that allowed or helped in the run game quite a bit, did wonders paving the way for Arian Foster, for instance, in um, in uh, Houston, did some great things with Elijah Mitchell and some of the, you know, Jarek McKinnon and all that over in San Francisco before Christian McCaffrey ever showed up in that offense. John Bitten was getting good things out of the run game, leading the way with guys like, hey, he had Joe Staley at left tackle, who was a pro bowler in 2017. Trent Williams in 2020, who was a pro bowler under John Bitten as well. Good players, don't get me wrong. So the Saints will have to continue to bolster the talent there. But I guess what I mean to say here is that John Benton knows what good offensive line talent looks like, knows how to train up an offensive line in terms of pass blocking, and knows how to train up an offensive line in terms of not just the run game, but the zone run game as well, which I think is big. That's going to come with Clint Kubiak over here to New Orleans, and hopefully we see a greater focus on all of that. Now, the Jets run game in 2022 obviously wasn't great, but it was better starting the season. It finished, I believe it was 15th in the NFL, 15th, 16th, somewhere like middle of the pack in the NFL. Um, it started off much better than that, though, when rookie Brees Hall, rookie at the time, Brees Hall was healthy. Remember, he dealt with that injury, all that other stuff. And, and so that's where you saw the rest of that run game kind of like, I don't want to say uh, bottom out, but it's certainly valid, right? You, you have your peaks, you have your valleys. Brees Hall was the peak, post Brees Hall was the valley. There's no doubt about that. So I think this is an understandable connection for um, Clint Kubiak for the New Orleans Saints offense and where it wants to go and a potential offensive line coach to come in and fill the role of Doug Marone. Remember, the Doug Marone offense wouldn't have worked very well, or the Doug Marone offensive line coaching scheme wouldn't have worked very well with the Clint Kubiak offense, because we were expecting a little bit more of the wide zone offense. And when we talk about wide zone offense, what we mean is like a lot of outside zone runs and things that are based off of that play actions, boot actions, things like that, that build off of the running back getting around the tackles, or at least like some of those runs going out into that direction. Initially, you could see them bounce back inside all these other things. But that zone run game is a key part or a key cog in that wheel. It doesn't mean that they won't run man scheme things. In fact, they should. They should take a page out of the uh, Los Angeles Rams playbook if they can and mix in those gap schemes, those man schemes, in addition to the zone run to make sure that they're you know keeping defenses on their toes and elevating and evolving their offense and their system and all these other things. So a guy like John Benton should be able to help to do that. For me, the way that I look at it is that if you can coach man in terms of your man blocking run scheme, it doesn't necessarily mean that you can coach zone. But I tend to believe, and, and coaches out there, you could tell me if I'm incorrect, but I tend to believe you have at least an easier time if you're somebody that can coach the zone run schemes to turn around and coach the man run schemes. It feels like those two things, that direction is easier to go than, than, than vice versa. So I do think that this is a good, good connection if the Saints were to go this route, but you're still going to have some question marks, right? Like I said, there were peaks and valleys throughout Benton's career. That's not unusual for an offensive line coach. It's not unusual for a coach, period. Uh, but I do think that there are promising trends and promising um, patterns in his coaching career that could work out well for the New Orleans Saints. Other options at offensive line coach? Well, of course, there's James Craig, uh, C-R-E-G-G, who's coming over, who could come over from San Francisco. Basically, San Francisco has a run game coordinator, an offensive line coach, 
and then two assistant offensive line coaches. Those two assistant offensive line coaches could potentially depart in favor of grabbing a uh, an offensive line coaching position, sole offensive line coaching position, while also having an offensive line assistant and, of course, uh, you know somebody else that helped you out as an offensive assistant there with Ajari Evans. So James Craig, who already has ties to Louisiana as a former coach to the LSU Tigers, we also know that Joe Graves is very similar. So he's the other offensive line coach, assistant offensive line coach. He's got ties to Southeastern and others. He's a Southeastern Louisiana uh, player or graduate, all these other things. So he's got his ties here as well. And then internally, you can see the elevation of Kevin Carberry, who was the assistant, who was the offensive line coach for the Los Angeles Rams just last year, and then came over here as the offensive line assistant under Doug Marone this season. So he's already got experience in the wide zone concepts, the zone run concepts, things like that, but also has the ability to mix in some of those man and gap schemes as Sean McVay has done over the course of the past couple of years as well. So the Saints have a lot of really, really good options at offensive line coach, but we know right now, according to Luke Johnson over at NOLA.com, that the one that is right now considered a top candidate, which doesn't mean that he's the front runner, there could be other top candidates like the ones that we just mentioned, but right now, the top candidate that we know of is John Benton, which would not be a bad hire at all for the New Orleans Saints. Coming up next, running back coach and wide receiver coach. What will the New Orleans Saints do there? And there's probably one of my favorite connective tissue pieces uh, to draw here, particularly when it comes to wide receiver coach. Let's get to that next as we continue on to wrap up today's episode of Locked on Saints, part of Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode of Locked on Saints is brought to you by our friends at DoorDash, my absolute go-to when it comes to meal delivery services, especially in a place like New Orleans here where there's so many phenomenal local spots, Weed Ads, Thousand Figs. I used it all the time for Trilly Cheese Steak too, but you can also get a hold of those chains that you absolutely know and love when you're on the road and stuff like that too. I used it a bunch when I was in Mobile, use it all the time when I'm on the road for road games for the Saints season and everything. Clutch, 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 clutch. That's the only way that I can describe me some DoorDash. So I want you to check them out today, especially if you haven't before, because right now you're going to get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order. When you download the DoorDash app, just use promo code LOCKED23. Subject to change, terms apply. Again, that's code LOCKED23, L-O-C-K-E-D-2-3. Use the digits. To get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on the DoorDash app. Today's episode of Locked on Saints brought to you by our friends at eBay Motors. Passion, drive, patience, all the things that will lead to you winning that trophy or all the things that are also going to help you keep your ride or die alive. eBay Motors is everything that you need to maintain your vehicle, but also level it up to peak performance. Whether you're looking for superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and much more. Whatever it is that you need, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what it is that you're looking for at eBay Motors. And with eBay's guaranteed fit, your parts are guaranteed to fit the first time every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts that you need at the prices that you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and start bringing home those wins. Start. Make sure you keep your ride or die alive today with ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply and eBay guarantee fit available only to U.S. customers. Let's get it. Who Nation? The New Orleans Saints search for a wide receiver coach 
and running back coach are vital. They're, it's a vital search when it comes to Clint Kubiak's ability to be able to translate that Kyle Shanahan scheme from San Francisco to New Orleans. Don't forget, we are your team every day. So when we come back tomorrow, we're going to be taking a look at why it is that you probably don't have to worry about Clint Kubiak doing a little heel turn and heading somewhere else. We're going to be breaking all of that down in tomorrow's episode. Right now, though, I want to focus on this wide receiver and running backs coach search, both of which, in my opinion, are vital to Clint Kubiak's success of transferring or transposing that system. Why? Again, wide zone offense, right? Meaning a lot of outside zone things built off of outside zone, all that. Running backs, got to be effective. It's not just about the offensive line block and the running backs got to be able to take advantage of it as well. You got to get the tight ends blocking. You got to get the wider receivers involved. More wide receivers blocking downfield. Greater than, greater than, greater than, greater than season. All that stuff is back on and on the way. And so I do think that the wide receiver coach and the running back coach are just as important as the offensive coordinator in getting the system installed. Then it's on the offensive coordinator for getting things implemented, executing all those other things, and of course, play calling and all that. So I would love to see a couple different things. I'd love to see, of course, obviously people that Clint Kubiak already has uh, experience working with. I also wouldn't mind seeing like a running back coach or somebody who coaches running backs coming over from the Los Angeles Rams just to introduce a little bit of that gap scheme where it's necessary, teach the duo runs, all those other things. But I got to tell you, my favorite possibility when it comes to wide receiver and running back coaches comes down to the wide receiver coach. So I do want to start there. While a guy like Leonard Henderson from San Francisco could be an option if he's willing to take a lateral move, it is a lateral move, therefore making it a little bit less likely. However, If you want to bring somebody up from college to the pros, just like the Saints did years ago with Cody Burns before they moved on from him this offseason, bringing him up from the University of Tennessee after he had previously coached in Auburn, they could do that same thing again, but do it with a guy that's got an already established relationship with their top wide receiver in Chris Olave by bringing up Ohio State Buckeyes offensive coordinator Brian Hartline to the NFL. If you have been an everydayer here on this show over the course of any time between the last 20 minutes in four years, probably, you've heard me talk about how Brian Hartline should be in the NFL and how he should be coaching with the New Orleans Saints. It just makes sense. The Saints, you know, love story that goes on with the Ohio State Buckeyes, particularly at wide receiver and all that, and even at corner. Um, A guy like Brian Hartline just makes sense. And if you think back, I want you to remember two things, the first of which is more recent. Uh, Just earlier this week, Derek Carr appeared on the Two G's in a Pod podcast where he spoke a little bit, a little bit of side eye toward Michael Thomas, maybe just a little bit, a little smidgen, uh, when he was talking about how, like Chris Olave in practice, he's becoming the number one and they were kind of getting him ready for that. So he's the first guy in all the reps. He's first read when it's appropriate, all those other things and stuff. So, okay, so you're elevating him as the number one guy. Cool. Get him somebody that knows him, like a Brian Hartline, to continue to train him up. He was with. Chris Olave as a wide receiver coach over in uh, over in Columbus. And it'd be cool to see that back. The other thing that I'll remind you of is that Chris Olave, during the season himself, when he was talking about himself and he was talking about how he like had some, you know, kind of like outbursts and like stubborn moments and was getting a little down and all of this stuff. I can't remember exactly how he explained it, but he was talking about how he needed to kind of like he had people around him that kind of had to like calm him down and things like that. Brian Hartline, I am not certain that he is one of those guys, but it would make sense if Brian Hartline was one of those guys because of the mentorship, because of the coaching, because of the history, all those other things. Bring Brian Hartline to New Orleans as your next wide receiver coach and let him be there 
with Chris Olave and helped continue to develop him as well as he developed him in college and in this new and exciting system, profit. Profit, 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 profit. I love it. And in fact, like the Saints and Brian Hartline already have a pretty good relationship. Hartline was one of the guys in the resources that they leaned on when they were doing all their background stuff on Chris Olave, helped to make him a can't-miss candidate. Dennis Allen talked about that, I believe, on draft night after they drafted both Chris Olave as well as Trevor Penning. So they have familiarity with him. It'd be a really cool story, uh, but I also think that it would translate to success, greater success, more success for Chris Olave in this system uh, here in New Orleans. And of course, like that wide zone, you know, um, you know, attack the middle of the field and open up deep. Like that's not too terribly far away from what he's accustomed to at, at Ohio State. Again, whatever these teams were doing in 1997, they're still, or 1987 or whatever, they're still doing today. There's just new things that are added to it. Same thing goes from the collegiate level to the NBA, to the NFL level, NBA, the NFL level. Uh, to where you're doing a lot of the same things, you just have things that are nuanced and a little bit different. And I think that he would be able to, I think he'd be able to catch on pretty quickly. Smart dude. All right, let's talk about running back coaches. So this is a really interesting one because there are two guys that could potentially come over from the San Francisco 49ers staff, one far more likely than the other, in my opinion. And then I have this sort of like way out in left field thing that's going to get me so much hate when I say it, but I'm going to say it and I'm going to say it with my whole chest. Um, so the first one that feels likely is Bobby Turner. Bobby Turner is right now one of the running back coaches over in San Francisco. Yes, I say one of the running back coaches because he shares the title with Anthony Lynn, who's also the assistant head coach. So this is an opportunity to get out under the shadow of a former NFL head coach of a guy that, well, I'll actually tell you this story in a second, but um, get out of that shadow and then you know, hold sort of the sole running back coach position on your own. Really cool opportunity for a Bobby Turner who would be coming from the system to the system and helping Clint Kubiak translate that system at one of the most important uh, positions when it comes to the Shanahan offense, the running back. Now, Anthony Lynn could also be a candidate, but it's tough because he's got the assistant head coach tag. So you're going to bring him here to New Orleans, remove the assistant head coach tag from Darren Rizzi, and then give it to Anthony Lynn. That doesn't feel right. You know what I mean? I don't think you're really going to do that. Like Darren Rizzi hasn't done anything but earn that title. And by the way, assistant head, assistant um, special teams coordinator, Phil Galliano interviewing with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for their open special teams coordinator spot. Cool opportunity for him. Wish, hope that he doesn't get the job in the NFC South. I hope he gets a job somewhere else. But look, even just him interviewing somewhere is going to do wonders for him in his coaching trajectory. Getting those interviews is just as big, uh, I don't want to say just as big as getting the job, but it, it does move the needle for other people to see you being interviewed. So really cool stuff for Phil Galliano there. Uh, but yeah, I, look, the story I was going to tell about Anthony Lynn, though, is that like I, I happen to know that Saints coaches love him. And I happen to know that a lot of coaches around the NFL love Anthony Lynn and want him to be coaching somewhere in the league. Like They believe he should be a head coach, and New Orleans Saints staffers not excluded in that category. And so it could be interesting, but just feels unlikely. It just doesn't feel like there's like that creative thing that you can do title-wise to make it work, but maybe there is. All right, here's my like way out of left field idea that, that everybody's going to hate, and that's fine. Um, but Eric Bieniemy, and listen, I know what you're thinking, because you're thinking the same thing that I've always been thinking. Well, Eric Bieniemy needs to be an offensive coordinator. Well, there ain't no offensive coordinator jobs left. They're gone. They're gone. Oh, Eric Bieniemy needs to be a head coach. I agree, but ain't no jobs left. They're gone. They're all gone. And if you're a guy like Eric Bieniemy, who's got one season as a play-calling offensive coordinator under the belt, 
You got to stay in the NFL. You probably can't take a year away. So his specialty is in running backs. Bring him back to New Orleans. He's from the area. Bring him back to Louisiana. Let him coach the running backs. And maybe give him that senior offensive assistant title that was supposed to go to John Gruden. And we don't know if that's going to John Gruden anymore, but give that to Eric Bieniemy, And that way you elevate him beyond just a standard running back coach and then make it worth his while. Could be very, very interesting. But whatever the Saints do, they got to get these two hires right. Whether it's any of these guys on the list or somebody else that I haven't thought of yet, wide receiver coach, running back coach, these have to be the right hires to help Clint Kubiak bring over this Shanahan system. Got to get these right. All right. Coming up or not coming up. We're done. We're done. Thank you very much for making Locked on Saints your first listen of the day every day. Don't forget for your second listen to go and check out Locked on Pelicans with Jake Madison. Caroline Fenton over at Locked On LSU, Locked On Louisiana, Louisiana versus all y'all. We got the best market here on Locked On. I'll fight anybody. I don't care. We'll be back with you tomorrow for more here on Locked On Saints, but I do very much appreciate you making Locked On Saints a part of your day, part of your routine for saying yes to me and the show. As always, if you see me, please say hi. If you need anything else around your New Orleans Saints in between these episodes, make sure you follow me on your favorite social media at Ross Jackson, N-O-L-A. Hit me up. Let me know how the family's doing. Let me know how you're living. Let me know how you're mom and them. And trust you that nation. I'll holla at you.